Hello, this is Hilary Robertson. Welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. On this episode, I'm joined by sax player Sam Bracia. Sam's new album, Dance Little Lady, Dance Little Man, sees him accompanied by a genuinely world-class rhythm section. And they play some songs from the great American songbook and jazz standards. This is a great album and almost feels like a Pizza Express set. Sam is an East London sax player and his trio is very well respected and the musicians play with everybody in London, or they have been. Sam and the other members of his trio are regulars on the London jazz circuit and it'll be great to be able to get out and hear them again. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hi Sam, welcome to Harmonious World. Hi, thanks for having me. Brilliant. And congratulations on this album, Dance Little Lady, Dance Little Man. Thank you. Thanks. It's a great piece of work. Um, first of all, why that title? It's actually, uh, it's actually a lyric from one of the tunes on the album. Um, it's uh, Shall We Dance, which is by George Gershwin, uh, with lyrics by, by his, his brother Ira. Um, and it's from it's from the film. It's a Fred Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers film called Shall We Dance? Um, and that song is in it. Um, and uh, towards the end, one of the lyrics is uh, so you'd better dance, little lady, dance, little man, dance wherever you can or whenever you can. I think. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, that that that's that's where that comes from. Oh, brilliant! And that's actually interesting because that's one of my favourite tracks on this album. Oh, thanks. It's great. Um, I actually started this podcast with a clip from shall we dance because it's such a beautiful track and i love your arrangement thank you yeah that was uh sort of vaguely inspired by um there's, there's a Thelonious monk arrangement of just you just me where the melody kind of has gaps in it uh naturally just with, with the way the words sort of sit uh, and then there's, so there's kind of a, an answering uh bass line kind of in response to that so yeah that kind of was, was you know, sort of va- vaguely inspired by sort of you know conceptually, but by that Thelonious Monk arrangement. But uh, yeah, thanks. There's some great, uh, great Jorge Rossi uh, drum trades on that. He's uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, he's a great drummer, isn't he? It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's a real, real treat, treat to get to play with him. It's a real, real honour. Um, he's um, he's obviously best known for um, for playing. Did quite a long stint with Brad Meldow's trio. Um, some, someone who I've listened to for a long time on record. So um, it's uh, it's fantastic to get to, to get to play with him. Yeah, and then you've got Tom Farmer on bass. Yes, Tom. Tom is brilliant. He's a brilliant accompanist. He's from a bit close to the home, but still someone that I've also someone that I've looked up to for, for quite a long time. He was um, I studied at a Guildhall School of Music and Drama um, in London, um, and uh, so did he. But he was he's a few years older than me. So I think he finished just before I started. So when I kind of arrived in London was enjoying going out and seeing lots of gigs, he was very much uh, sort of yeah, really on the scene and doing, doing lots of, lots of gigs with different bands. So he's someone I've been listening to for a long time. He's just a great accompanist, very versatile plays across crazy play plays in lots of different uh, settings. Very broad. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I really like about this album is that it's got some, proper you know jazz standards and then you do so you do an, you've got the original now how do you pronounce that pinchos uh i believe it's pinchos oh, um pinchos. that's uh yeah that's uh 
a, a, a Basque country thing in Spain. Um, not that I'm any sort of expert on that, but um, I think that's how you pronounce it, Pinchos. Um, I was, I mean, there's, there's no huge significance to it. I was actually, it was actually in um, Bilbao when I came up with the the idea for the for the baseline. So that's that's why it's called that. And, and Pinchos is the, um, the 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 food that they're sort of famous for. Is they have this, this kind of like bar food and sticks. It's kind of like uh, I'm, I'm probably not not really doing it justice there, but it's sort of little uh, little mini sandwiches on. On, on sticks and stuff like that so uh, yeah that's, that's what Pinterest is yeah that, that tune is um it's based on the, the chord sequence to Cole Porter's from this moment on uh, it's kind of a, it's a, a, a new melody over that over that that chord sequence right okay and now talk to me about what you do with heart and soul right yeah so heart and soul is uh it's an interesting tune um is I think if you say you know, Hoagie Carmichael's heart and soul to people, they probably don't know what you're talking about. But if they, when they hear it, they'll hopefully recognise it. It's um because it's it's this it's weirdly become quite familiar as a uh, a sort of piano duet or like a kind of beginner piano piece, very familiar chord sequence, which hopefully people will, will know when they hear it. I quite like the idea of playing tunes like that that aren't necessarily played by jazz musicians that much, but which are kind of familiar to, to people and tunes that people might recognize this nearly was mine is another one on on the album that is not 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 sort of played as a standard loads but people might know it from south pacific um but anyway heart and soul so we, yeah just it kind of starts off with this quite simple repeating figure and then we just improvise it really really, really. And the, the, the the bridge the middle section of the tune is less familiar that's you don't really hear that so often but it's actually it's a really kind of interesting part of the composition i think um so just yeah enjoyed uh enjoyed improvising over that and trying to sort of make something fresh fresh with it really yeah and it, it, it's nice and I think as you say you know you do some Rodgers and Hammerstein and you do some Gershwin and these are standards but they're not often played standards the ones that you do you know you're not doing summertime yeah the, the, that, that part of the whole the whole process of if you know preparing for a recording or for a gig just kind of trying to look a bit deeper and try and trying to find some really interesting material to interpret I suppose or arrange and you know because I just I just think that the American Songbook is uh it's just an amazing resource and if you look look carefully you it's still really possible to find kind of interesting or lesser known tunes to play so I, I just really enjoy that process and yeah yeah no it's good um and thanks talk about the process of so you so this was recorded in May 2019 yeah so it's taken quite a long time to actually see the light of day. It has taken a while, yeah. It always seems to, yeah, well, the, you kind of forget how much sort of non-musical stuff there is to sort out. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it was supposed to come out in September last year, but then sort of various label things, sort of COVID-related things ended up getting delayed. But it's finally here. It's been, it's been quite good to have something like that to, to focus on, just sort of sorting out all that stuff. During the, during the pandemic, obviously, haven't been any any gigs really. So, yes, yeah, it's taken a while, but um, we got there. Yeah, and so is the intention now to tour with it. I hope so. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there've been so many unknowns, haven't there, in terms of what's yeah. you know being being able to plan stuff. But I really hope so. Yeah, we we were supposed to tour in September um, when when the album was supposed to come out, and then that mostly got cancelled because of because of the pandemic. We did, we did actually get to go to 
to Switzerland, um, Tom couldn't make his alley, but I got to play play with Hoy in Switzerland in Basel for a couple of nights. So that was really lovely. Uh, and then yeah, I hope I hope that we'll be able to uh, do some more stuff. Certainly as a trio, um, we've actually got a, a, an, a an album launch sort of a belated album launch date at the Pizza Express on the 1st of August. Um, Jorge can't make it, sadly, but um, Jason Brown is going to play drums instead. A great American drummer who's who's over here at the moment. Um, and uh, Nikki Isles is going to is going to join us as a, as a sort of special guest in the second set, just to sort of mix things up a bit. Certainly hope to, to be touring more with us soon. No, not too many concrete plans beyond that. But yeah, probably, we'll probably do some UK gigs with, with uh, Tom and different a uk based drummer and then hopefully at some point we'll get to, to to play with jorge again yeah and um i mean at the moment venues are just starting to put together plans aren't they there's they're starting to yes. feel the confidence i noticed the 606 club is starting to book people again and um i think increasingly pizza express will the the last gig i went to actually was at the pheasantry in oh, cool! Kings Road because that's a lovely Chelsea, yeah. venue, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I saw actually saw Barry Harris play there, oh, right. um, which is great. Yeah, it's, it's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have new? Do you have plans for the future? Do you have new material? Yeah, I probably need to get get a move on because <laughs> that's the the one thing I one of the things I've it's really become clear. And having done two two albums, it it all takes longer than you think, and I probably I should probably aim to have a bit less of a gap between this album and the next one uh, I would like to I'd like to do something else soon I've, I'm not entirely sure exactly what but I, I've did a couple of gigs of uh, Leonard Bernstein and Kurt Vile songs I thought that they, they make quite a nice combo um, they're both sort of two composers who slightly straddled the, the worlds of um, classical music and also the American songbook uh, so I've they're, they're very, very, very interesting characters. So, may, yeah, might, might, might maybe try and record an album of, of that stuff, but all, all quite vague plans at the moment. But Right. Yeah. Some people may not have heard of you. And so where did you where did you come from? How did you get into playing the saxophone and how did you get into playing jazz? Mm, yeah, uh, I, I grew up in, uh, in Norfolk in the east of England. Yeah, I started playing the recorder when I was six or seven and for some reason I was really desperate to play the saxophone. So I started that when I was 11. Uh, I suppose as, as a saxophone player, you naturally end up playing slightly jazzier repertoire and I, I, I really enjoyed improvising and playing by ear, even though I hadn't, you know, wasn't necessarily sort of, it was mostly quite traditional sort of classical music playing from written music. But I yeah, enjoyed improvising and then I uh, was lucky to have a, a jazz piano teacher called Jonathan Dodd, um, who lived nearby so he, that was a real route into listening to jazz and he gave me some of my first gigs so I was kind of lucky in that respect because obviously there's there's not huge amounts of jazz going on in rural Norfolk otherwise so uh yeah and then and then when I was 18 I moved to London to study study at Guildhall School of Music and Drama uh which I, which was I had, a, you know, I, had a really, I had a really good time met lots of great people and uh yeah since then just yeah just been kind of freelancing, doing gigs. Uh, did an album, my first album came out in 2017. It's a duo recording with uh, a great New York-based piano player called Michael Kanan, who's fantastic. He 
he plays with Jane Monheit, the singer, and various other people. Uh, so that yeah, that that, that was kind of my first foray into like making records and sort of touring a bit under my own name. And also, he's he was very influential on me in terms of, I suppose, looking a bit deeper into the American songbook and stuff. He's a real expert on that stuff. He accompanies singers a lot, so he has a kind of encyclopedic knowledge of Gershwin tunes and all the other guys that that, that sort of stuff. So. Um, and he's very into kind of looking at all that stuff in a very detailed way and checking out the original sheet music and things like that. So yeah, he was very influential upon me on, in terms of my, yeah, just approach to, to that kind of material. Right. Yeah. Cause there are some obvious Gershwin and, and, and America, great American songbook tracks that, that, you know, have been played over and over, but you've definitely found some that are more interesting, less well-known but still, you know, beautiful. Absolutely, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. was saying about just kind of trying to look a little bit deeper, kind of perhaps invest, like really enjoy kind of investigating the work of a particular composer and trying to find some less well-known ones. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the the famous tunes are famous for a reason, and they're you know, there's a reason why um, all the things you are, or body and soul, have been recorded thousands of times, and obviously they're amazing, amazing tunes as well. Um, but uh, I've yeah, I kind of always quite sort of enjoy that process of just trying to trying to find something a little bit more obscure, perhaps or less well known. Yeah. Or yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for having having me. It's uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation I had with Sam, and thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World. I'm going to finish with a clip from The Sweetest Sounds. Please do contact me on social media. Let me know what you think of Harmonious World. And I look forward to joining you again soon. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week. And please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.